0: This is Saturday, May 8th, and I'm not finished yet, but I loved reading Lewis Hyde's book entitled The Gift. Hyde traces the way various people view gifts and giving. Early on in his book, he begins with the story of the way the first settlers in the New World learned about what they called Indian giving. An Indian chief gave an early European visitor his peace pipe as a gift. And what the visitor didn't know was how gifts were viewed among Native American people. He thought it was for himself. But the Indians believed that gifts should always be on the move. They believed a gift was different than personal capital. Hyde used the way, the illustration of the way a billiard ball collides with another billiard ball and the energy is transferred from the one to the other. This is what is meant to happen with gift. It's not meant to be kept for yourself, but passed along in some way to someone else, maybe even in a different form. So, the chief may give you his peace pipe, but you give away your knife, and so on. Now, I bring up the nature of gift for two reasons. First, the nature of our faith centers around a gift. The gift, you might say. The word for grace in the New Testament, well, it means gift. It means unmerited favor, something freely given. Grace is born at the cross of Jesus where something has been given to us that we could get from nowhere else. We do nothing to deserve it. There's no way that we can repay it. It is, in a sense, God's peace pipe that enables us to have fellowship with him. It is his way of bringing us into his family and giving us a home with him forever, And it is grace, this gift, that becomes the basis of our lives. We are that billiard ball struck by the love of God in Christ. Here's Jesus telling his disciples and us what this is meant to do to us. John 13, verse 34 to 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Now you will see this, that this is a command of Jesus. Why does he command love from us? Well, because I think it's our nature to hold on to gifts, to turn gifts into possessions of our own. Museums are filled with peace pipes. My house is more museum than anything. It's filled with stuff. But this is not the way of love that Jesus teaches us. He commands us to love as he has loved us. Because it is this love that alone can form the new community, the new human family Jesus came to establish. And that's the second reason. It is the gift love of Jesus that keeps the planets in their orbits, that gives and sustains all of life for us and everything else. It is this gift love that is the very basis of our community. It is more than the essentials, it is the engine for everything else. So let's break down this grace and see how it is meant to work out in our lives and in our community. What is grace? Well, in its simplest form, it is the supply of what we do not have ourselves. Let's take an example. You could never be disciplined enough to exercise four times a week on your own, but a friend commits to show up and to be present with you. Now, that person cannot guarantee your health, but her love provides an immense source of strength for you to fulfill your goal. She lets you know that you don't owe her a thing, anything for that. And you soon learn she is there because of love. This is love in the simplest things, and it supplies what you do not have yourself. It is in this unconditional love and this giving that the new community can emerge. It's not about owing or about what you can get. Instead, it shows in a small way, the nature of the love of Jesus. Now, one such gift may not seem like much, but people living together in a community like this, in this way, well, they'll get the world's notice. Soon other people will find themselves caught up in this tide of unconditional love. And it's why it's the greatest thing in the world. That gift that comes from Jesus is like that billiard ball, and it transfers the gift to the next person, and the next person, and so on. A brother in Christ has a difficult time eating healthy, and you love this brother, so you arrange to eat together a few times each week. And it is the loving support and presence of a brother, Well, you see, that begins to make a difference, Your brother has no reason to do this than love. No other reason. And it's in such moments that you can see Jesus. You see, we may take the challenge of this study as a personal challenge, but your life is shaped here in the context of community, where love is given and received, where sacrifices are regularly being made for the benefit of others. You see, this gift love, as it turns out, is always sacrificial. It always costs. It takes time, in a sense. You're giving yourself away. Here's where it comes from. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among you which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's Philippians 2, 4-8. Okay, it may not be the best analogy, but think of yourself as that billiard ball struck by the love of Jesus. And now you're making contact with others, sharing his grace and unconditional love, keeping his love always on the move. Let's pray. Lord God, it's true that we want to build our own capital, You gave us the gift of Jesus and his grace is always moving. May his grace continue to rest on me and also flow to others. Reveal to me the way the small sacrificial gifts that we share help to build the community that we're in. Show me how I can support other people. I also pray for them as well that we may learn this way of love together. In Jesus' name. Amen.